What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome, welcome, and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, is I, Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari show. The mother of all bombs, huh? The I never knew we had a mother of all bombs. I never knew that. I wake up this morning, roll over, get my phone, look at all my updates. Mother of all bombs, mother of all bombs, mother of all bombs. What the hell is the mother of all bombs? And then, and then, I watched a video, and I think it's from a soldier. I, I mean, I, I, I sounded American. And at the end of the video, you've seen um, a machine gun mounted on what looked like a tank. So I assumed... It was an American soldier, but if you um, go on Instagram, actually, if you go on my Twitter, at Rob Zakari Show, I retweeted it, and it's amazing, absolutely amazing, and this bomb goes off, and they say it left a hole, or the destruction of something like three football fields and like 100 or 200 feet deep, like a crater. Like basically in that area of Afghanistan, there is a new Grand Canyon. I kid you not. There's a new Grand Canyon. And when you watch this video, you see... The explosion. And then within 10 seconds, I think, or 11 seconds, a rolling shockwave that comes over the soldiers. I mean, it doesn't hurt them, but it's this, like, wind of energy. And they're like, whoa! I mean, it's an amazing video. If you haven't seen it, you got to check it out. I sent it to a bunch of my friends. One of my buddies hit me and they go, amazing, just amazing. That's what he responded with, amazing. 
the mother of all bombs. Well, Trump said he was going to bomb the hell out of ISIS. I mean, the media is losing their minds. You know, we talked about it last night. Yes, we do the show at night. So we get the benefit. I guess it's not necessarily the benefit because all the other programs that broadcast in the morning, uh, it's the same. I mean, six dozen, half dozen, whatever. Right? Right? I mean, but last night, because we do the show at night, so it's uh, 7 o'clock. Tonight was 8 o'clock, I know. But normally it's 7 o'clock on the West Coast, which makes it uh, 10 o'clock on the East Coast. 10 o'clock Washington time. So all the papers have their night stories. All the broadcasts have already concluded for the day. And we get our updates, our producers, they send their stuff and send me notes. You got to check this out. You got to check that out. I check things out. So when we're doing show prep, put it together. And I said last night, the main story was Trump flip-flops, Trump flip-flops, he's flip-flopping, flip-flop-flop. And we broke down last night. There's no flip-flops. Trump is doing what he said for 16 months during the campaign. I'm a negotiator. I negotiate. I make deals. That's what I do. And for 16 months, he was ridiculed. The media ridiculed him. The Democrats ridiculed him. Everybody ridiculed him. That's not how you do things. Make deals. What kind of policy is that? You make deals. You negotiate. What kind of policy is it? And now all of a sudden, Trump is negotiating. He's making deals. And the media is beside themselves. They are literally boxing themselves, going, he flip-flops. He's a flip-flopper. He's flip-flopping. And in their minds, here's what they're hoping, okay? Remember, Trump won Michigan. Trump won Ohio. Trump won Florida. Trump won Pennsylvania. Trump won all those states by a point, point and a half. And remember, the Washington Post, which is like the paper of record along with the New York Times, they broke down the voters. And it wasn't this plethora of white supremacists. It wasn't a bunch of American history Xers. It wasn't a bunch of Pepe the Frogs. They were Obama voters. They were Democrat voters. That switched. So, what the media is, is banking on. Now, four years is a long ways away. I know uh, my, my, my friends on the left have been going, no, he's going to be impeached. He's going to get thrown out. The Russian collusion. Stop, okay? Just stop. If there was a smoking gun, it would have already been out there, okay? Trust me. The Democrats, the media, Hollywood, they're not holding that smoking gun, they're not waiting. Okay? 
you, you, you got a Supreme Court nominee that's a conservative. Uh, you have the makings of a deportation force. You got Jeff Sessions going to the border saying, we are closed. Border is closed. You are not welcome here. Bombs going off in Syria and Afghanistan. There's a lot of things going on that if there was a smoking gun, the media and the Democrats in Hollywood would have already been like, wait, 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 impeach, impeach, impeach. Give them out, go. The bill or the executive order or whatever the hell you want to call it that Trump signed about states denying clinics that perform abortions tax dollars. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on for the Democrats and the media going, nope, nope, we're not going to pull it out yet. We're, we're not going to pull that smoking gun out yet. Like I said before, and, and we'll get to the uh, revelation about British intelligence actually spying on Trump and Fox News and Judge Napolitano being correct. But that's later in the show. Like we've said before, they've been investigating these collusions, the treason, for months and months and months. Don't you think between the time that Trump won and the time the Electoral College voters got together to make their votes official and Hollywood was organizing the you could change your vote campaign. Don't you think the smoking gun would have come out then? Don't you think the smoking gun would have come out then? Because all they had to do was flip about 30 people. Don't you think they would have brought that smoking gun, the treason, the collusion? Don't you think they would have brought that out then? Exactly. Exactly. So the media is is beside themselves. They don't know what to do. So in their minds, they're hoping that if they keep blasting, Trump flip-flop. Hey, all you people that voted for Trump, don't you feel betrayed? Don't you feel betrayed? So they're hoping that the 100 or 200,000 voters in Michigan or, uh, you know, Ohio that voted for Trump will then go, yes, I feel betrayed. I feel, I feel violated. But again, the media, Hollywood, Democrats are underestimating those voters. Remember, they all think those voters are just a bunch of dick rubes. They're ignorant. They're those kids playing the banjo in the deliverance. Those, those mongoloid looking. That's what the media, that's Democrats, that's the Hollywood, that's what they think. But those people know. For 16 months, Trump said, I'm going to negotiate. And all those people, when they would be online for a Trump rally, 
and the CNN reporters will put the microphone in their face. And they go, why do you think Trump will be a good president? And they go, because he's a businessman. And we've never had a businessman in the White House. And he knows how to get things done because he's a businessman. And then they would cut back to Chris Matthews or Rachel Maddow. And they'd be like, a businessman. Stupid rubes. So when they're sitting there seeing Trump go, you know what? I'm, I'm China. They're not currency manipulators. And the media is going, he flip-flopped. Those voters are going, no, because we just read a story that China is starting to buy coal from us. China told a bunch of North Korean coal ships to turn around, and they're going to start buying coal from us. I mean, those voters see that there's activity going on with China. They're seeing that at the United Nations voting, China didn't get in the middle. China basically stayed neutral. They're seeing that we are ourselves with China. Trump negotiated. Trump sat there at mar largo Trump got on the phone. He's negotiating. If you're negotiating with someone, you're not going to then go out there and keep mother-effing them. That's retarded. That's retarded. That's not negotiating. That's like when you see a football player or a baseball player, and they're in hard negotiations with the organization, and both sides come out, and they're, you know, mother-effing each other somewhat, and then all of a sudden the deal is struck. All of a sudden the deal is struck. And the player's like, I'm so happy to be part of the Buffalo Bills. They are a great organization. Nobody goes, what happened? You flip-flopped. Well, they were negotiating. And once the negotiations are over and you get what you want, you're not going to go out there and go, hey, you know what? I still want to mother F them. I mean, it's just, it's, it's stupid. But again, the media, the Democrats, Hollywood, they're stupid people. They really are. They're stupid people. They're not smart. I know. Your Jake Tappers and your Sleepy Eyes, Chuck Todd, they've all gone to Ivy League schools or they've gone to colleges. And people like me are, you know, (laughs) hardly high school graduates. But just because you go to college and get a degree doesn't mean you're smart. Seriously, it doesn't mean you're smart. And these people in Washington, they're not smart these people in Hollywood are definitely not smart Democrats they're not smart again college doesn't make you smart 
till they're beside themselves. They don't know what to do. Trump flip-flopped on China. No, he didn't. And again, whether it's me, whether it's an any other Trump uh, supporter, everybody said, haven't you ever read Art of the Deal? Haven't you ever read his books? Have you ever followed Trump? Have you ever watched interviews from two years ago, three years ago? Campaign. I mean, the guy, besides the Bible, besides him going, my favorite book is the Bible. And my second favorite book is The Art of the Deal. The Deal. So the media is hoping that those hundred or 200,000 voters in each of those states will go, he betrayed us. He betrayed us. He said he was going to label China a currency manipulator. He betrayed us. Currency manipulator. Listen, I didn't go to college, okay? But I'm not, I'm not a dummy. I'm pretty versed in politics. Currency manipulation? I, I, I'm not a student of it. I mean, before Trump was going currency manipulation, currency manipulation. I'm like, what, the, what is that? What that? What do you? What is that? Well, if you went to college, if you went to the Wharton Business School, you would know. Well, I didn't. I went to Bishop Carney in Rochester, New York. All right. So I'm thinking. That those 100,000 voters there, 150,000, they're not looking at currency manipulation as being betrayed. I think what they're seeing is, I will bomb the hell out of ISIS. And they woke up this morning and they heard the mother of all bombs was dropped in Afghanistan. And they went, wow, okay. (laughs) All right. And they're seeing and hearing a different tone with China in regards to North Korea. They're seeing a different tone with China in regards to North Korea. But I get it. I get it. The media is doing everything they can. The Democrats are doing everything they can. Remember, Democrats, media, one and the same. I mean, you're part of the Obama administration. You go from the Obama administration, and then you go work for a media conglomerate. I mean, Jim Shishudo at CNN was an Obama appointee. Van Jones, a disgraced Obama appointee. And they're at CNN. Who, by the way, is the lowest rated primetime cable news channel out there. I mean, they're horrible. 
Absolutely horrible. It's another segment. So Trump is doing what he said he would do. I will negotiate. I will get the best deal possible for the United States of America. Remember when he used to say, our country is being led by people that don't know what they're doing. They're not good negotiators. They're like little babies. <laughs> Remember when he used to say that? They're like, like, they're like little babies. Never, ever got up there and went, this is my position because this has been my position for the last 62 years of my life. Man, he never said that. So I'm going to negotiate. I'm going to get the best deal for America. I'm going to get the best deal. That's why the media, listen, what I'm saying now, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, NBC, they all could be saying the same thing. They, you know how easy it would be for CNN to put together a reel of different rallies and different interviews when Trump said, I'm a negotiator. I negotiate. That's what I do. I negotiate. That's what I do. I get in a room and I negotiate. You know, they could easily put together a reel. Countless times Trump said, I'm going to negotiate. That's what I do. I'm the best. Nobody does it better than me. And that leads into a panel with Anderson Cooper going, so tell me, did President Trump just negotiate with the Chinese president over North Korea? And then they all discuss, yes, he did. Uh, President Trump, he was masterful. He was masterful in the negotiations because on the campaign trail, he said he's going to negotiate. So what did he do? The Chinese, they're raping us. They're currency manipulating. We're going to slap tariffs on them. And then at the end of the day, he brought them to the comfy confines of Mar-a-Lago. They sat down, and what did they do? They negotiated. Well, you're right. Uh, So, I mean, uh, you know how easy that would be for CNN to do that? But they're not. You know how easy that would be for Chris Matthews to do a big setup, Rachel Maddow to be, do a big setup, and then turn to that slob April Ryan or Glenn Trust, one of those other out-of-shape liberal sweat hogs. Let's say so... Uh, Trump negotiate. Then they go, he flip-flopped. He flip-flopped. He flip-flopped. See how powerful the media is? I, uh, listen, 
I know we beat them uh, this time, but don't think we're going to slay Goliath every time. Don't think we're going to slay them every time, especially when they're deploying more and more tactics. Just filthy, dirty tactics to bury us. So don't think, you know, oh, we beat them this time. We're going to beat them every time. Don't think that. You see what they did to Sean Spicer. And we did, what, a half hour on that yesterday? How dare he invoke Hitler? What are you talking about? You guys invoked Hitler for a year. Donald Trump was Hitler. Hi, I'm Stephen Colbert. Watch me put the swastika sticker on this chalkboard on late night TV. Look. <gasps> I don't think in the history of late night TV from Jack Parr to Johnny Carson did anybody ever put the swastika sticker on a chalkboard. And then call the president of the United States Hitler. I don't think it's ever been done. And then Sean Spicer, and everybody knew what Sean Spicer meant. But we're not going to rehash that. But anyways, the mother of all bombs. And see, here's something that people didn't know. Here's something people didn't know. Over in Afghanistan, like... I mean, stupid for not knowing this. But if the media doesn't report on it, if the media doesn't talk about it, then it's as if it never happened. So if we never know that Afghanistan at one time and recently – actually had a restaurant scene and people from the West lived normal lives over in Cabal. Didn't know that. I always thought Afghanistan was this disgusting desert cesspool. I didn't know. I did not know That Obama, Obama, Barack Hussein, pulled back so much that the Taliban took over, ISIS took over, Al-Qaeda took over, and basically Afghanistan today is like we were never there. I didn't know that. I know it. it makes me sound stupid, but I didn't know there was restaurants and people could go to Cabal and hang out. Didn't know that. Thought it was always garbage. Thought it was always garbage. I didn't know that Obama pulled back so much. To the point where Afghanistan is like, oh, America was never here. (laughs) I I didn't know that. 
Did not know that. Remember what I said yesterday. Those of you who are listening to the program and you're going, Rob, we heard this. I will repeat it. Why? And it's just a piece, but it's a big piece. Why you're seeing this hysteria from Democrats, from Hollywood, from the media about Trump is because Obama's legacy is being exposed. The fact that he was so incompetent. He was such a failure. And the first black president is going to go down as nothing more than Jimmy Carter. A, a, a blemish on the presidencies. A joke. All the people that had their white guilt washed away when they voted for Obama. My white guilt. I gotta vote for the first black president. That's why the media is beside themselves. I mean, there's a bunch of other aspects. But like I've said a hundred times before, Obama was that, that failure of an employee that kept busy doing nothing, that made it look like he was important. And the minute he was out, for whatever reason... And the higher-ups went, what did he do? Jesus, he did nothing. It's exactly what's going on now. It's exactly what's going on now. And the media's like, oh, Jesus, please. Because remember, the Trump experiment works. You will never see a Democrat occupy the White House ever again. Or at least a Democrat in the form of Hillary Clinton, Barack Hussein Obama, Bernie Sanders. You'll ne- you will see a more moderate Democrat. How the Republican Party went through a transition and Trump took the Republican Party and went, listen, We don't have to be so rigid on all these issues. We could be very flexible. We could be as flexible as the deal we get. There's no reason to have a presidency and run a government based solely on some type of doctrine some type of Republican, you know, uh, convention doctrine or what. Trump came in and said, listen, we're going to do this, but that's not what Republicans do. Well, 
you know what? We're going to do it now. We don't negotiate on that. Well, we're going to negotiate now. Can't run the government without making compromises and negotiations. What are you, stupid? Life is run on compromises and negotiations. Every aspect of our life. Every aspect of our life is about ebb and flow. None of our lives are run by, well, this is what my dad did, and this is what my grandfather did, and this is what my great-grandfather did, and this is what my great-great-grandfather did, this is my great-great-great-grandfather did. Nobody does that. There's always that one person who goes, well, we're not going to do that right now. All right, we we it's we got to do something a little bit different. We're going to start a new tradition, all right? Well, that's not the Zakari tradition. I'm starting a new tradition. Relax. Stop. So if this President Trump experiment works, Democrats are done. And and your traditional Republican is done. That's why your never-Trumpers are losing their minds. Your bulls. Your Jonah Goldbergs. That's why they're losing their minds. The other day, there's a Lindsey Graham or John McCain bitching and whining. Same thing. Same exact Like we said yesterday. Oh, he flip-flapped on NATO. He said NATO was obsolete. But Trump never said NATO was obsolete. It's a little bit more nuanced than NATO's obsolete. On that campaign trail, he discussed NATO 8 trillion times. And at the end of the day, it was all about the NATO members paying their fair share. That was it. That's what happened. He said you have to pay your fair share. That's all. It's not that hard to comprehend. And if you're a Johnny come lately and all you do is listen to Rachel Meadow or the rest of the liberal Democrat Hollywood media elites, then yeah, oh, well, he said NATO was obsolete. Again, not what he said. He said everybody needs to pay their fair share. And if they're not going to pay their fair share, then we're going to have to renegotiate. So the head of NATO came in. And said, uh, yeah, people are going to pay their fair share. And Trump said, okay, NATO's not obsolete anymore. If somebody says in a negotiation, hey, uh, we're going to do more. We're going to pay our fair share. What do you do? Mother F them? Nah, F you. <laughs> Stupid? Of course not. 
like I said, the media is trying to cement this flip-flop to those half a million or 800,000 voters that voted for Trump and gave him the presidency. They're trying to cement that in their heads. So three years from now, or three years and eight months from now, they remember these flip-flops. They remember Jake Tapper, the hack, going, Donald Trump flip-flopped. Sleepy eyes, Chuck Todd, flip-flop. But those people are smart enough to know this is BS. There's no flip-flop. It's negotiating. They know that Trump negotiated. He negotiated. And I got to imagine that the people were not... <laughs> I uh, Listen, I'm not going to be the liberal media and think these people are dumb. I'm not going to believe that. Now, yes, if you go on social media, there are a few... Trump supporters are like, he betrayed us. He he betrayed us. (laughs) Maybe to them, and those people are stupid, but the majority of people are not stupid. They understand. They understand. It's all about negotiating. Trump doesn't give a crap about Republican ideology. He doesn't give a crap about Democrat ideology. He doesn't care about any of that. What is the best deal possible? End of story. End of story. And that's why the media is losing their minds. That's why the media is beside themselves. Flip-flop on NATO, flip-flop on China. It's all flip-flop. It's all a flip-flop. It's all a flip-flop. Like Trump did an Obama or a Hillary, and then one, deci- <laughs> one day he said, you know what, I like gay marriage. Well, what happened? Oh, no. Trump never did that. It was all a negotiation. So the mother of all bombs was dropped today. It was amazing. <laughs> it, was, it was wild, man. It was wild. And it all set the stage for what's going to happen in North Korea. Because here's what I'm thinking, ladies and gentlemen. I'm thinking either tomorrow or Sunday, we're going to wake up. And we just hit North Korea with Tomahawk missiles. That's what I'm thinking. Because every report that I am seeing says North Korea is getting ready to test another nuclear bomb. And again, this has been going on for 8, 16, 24 years. North Korea has been being North Korea during Bush. 
They've been being North Korea, Bill Clinton. They've been being North Korea with Bush Jr. They've been being North Korea with Obama. Now, granted, these past eight years, they've North Korea at like the highest level of craziness. And Obama did nothing. I mean, Obama did nothing. I mean, the guy did, like I said, man, the, the, the Democrats' biggest fear is Obama being exposed as being the worst president since Jimmy Carter. And the media duped the American people into voting for the guy for a second term. He should have been a one-term president. Should have been, all right, we experimented with the first black president. All right, we all feel good. We all feel the, the white guilt wash away from us awesome. When instead we kept it going. Instead we kept it going. And for eight years, which we'll get to in a little bit, and I'm referring to Stephen A. Smith, to the point where, like, sports is about white privilege. But I don't want to get off this. Don't want to get off this. So I think tomorrow we're going to wake up or Saturday we're going to wake up. Maybe Sunday we're going to wake up. And we're going to blast North Korea. And the minute we hit North Korea, that's when the North Korean military will take out Kim Jong-un. Remember, right now, Kim Jong-un is hanging on by a thread. Why do you think he keeps killing everybody? Why do you think he kills his uncle and his half-brother? And He's killing these people because he's hearing whispering. He's hearing whispering of a coup. When you have a country that's starving, okay, except for Kim Jong-un and his inside crew who are loaded with American products from Coca-Cola to Oscar Mayer Wiener, they're loaded with American products. But the North Korean people are starving. And when you have the majority of your people going, Jesus Christ, why are we such a-holes? We could be living a good life. Hell, okay, we don't have to have democracy, but we definitely could be living a life like the Chinese do. You know, we, we, we could, listen, we're in a time where the whole no internet, no you know outside world. We're in a time where that doesn't work. Yes, back in the seventies, back in the eighties, back in the sixties, keeping your citizens isolated, where they had no idea what was out there, and the minute they saw 
something from the West or, or another country that was opposite of what they were told, they were like, what's this? What is this? It's not like that anymore. 2017 people in North Korea know what's going on in the world. Okay, maybe, maybe you got 10% of the people that are like, no, no, no. That don't happen. But the rest of the people in North Korea know exactly what's going on. There's been enough defectors and and just there's a, there's enough information out there. there. There's enough ways to get information that people are like, listen, our 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 president, it sucks. Okay, he sucks. There there's a lot of cool things going on in the world, and and the fact that we're going through what we're going through sucks. So Kim Jong-un knows this. He 100% knows this. He knows that people are waiting for that 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 one, not even a slip up, the one opportunity to take him out and he's gone. I mean, just imagine that inner circle. Imagine the military. Just imagine. Just imagine what they're thinking when they look at Japan. When they look at China. And they look at some of these other countries, Iran. And they're thinking, well, why don't we have that? I mean, China is still a military power. Iran is... Hell, we could give up everything and we could be like Japan. We could be South Korea. So you don't think those people know this? You don't think those people go, hey, why are we going through what we're going through? And if they get hit with some bombs, they know that China green-lighted them. They know that China said, hey, we're not protecting them anymore. And once that happens, that inner circle, that inner circle around Kim Jong-un, they're going to go, whoa, if this little bastard lost the support of China, we really got nothing. And they'll take him out. Trust me, they will take him out. Take him out. I promise you. So don't be surprised if big things happen in North Korea. Don't be surprised. All right, it's the Rob Zakari Show. When we come back, I want to, uh, once again, <laughs> it's, it's a trip, man. It's a trip. When these stories 
make their way out to the media. And it's been pretty quiet on this story. And I got to figure, once again, the media is trying to get their ducks in a row because they got egg on their face. They got egg on their face. I mean, they got something else on their face. We don't want to say what that is here. This is a family program. Well, kind of. But don't go away. We'll be right back. It's only going to take us 52 seconds. That's all. Hillary's going to talk to us about hot sauce. So listen to Hillary Clinton talk about hot sauce. If you're watching us on Periscope or YouTube or any of that other stuff, Facebook Live, uh, you're not going to hear this, but you will on the radio. All right, we'll be right back. 42 seconds. What's something that you always carry with you? Really? You, yeah. Yeah. Really? Are you getting information right now? <laughs> hot sauce. Hot sauce in my bag, Swag? Hot sauce. Really? Yeah. Hot sauce. Now, listen, yeah. I want you to know people are going to see and say, okay, she's pandering to black people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is it working? She's black. No, seriously. Hot sauce. So I've, been, I've been eating a lot of hot sauce. A lot of... Uh, Raw peppers and hot sauce. That's why you're coughing. You might need to slow down a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, I'm having a rebellion against it Uh, because I think it keeps my immune system strong. I really do. I think hot sauce keeps my immune system strong. That was Hillary Rodham Clinton talking about her immune system. And it keeps it strong. Her to eat hot sauce. All right, so. Interesting story, and of course, the media went dark with it. The media can't talk about that. We can't talk about that because it proves Trump right. We can't talk about that because it proves Fox News. We can't talk about that because it proves Andrew Napolitano right. Well, CNN... Everybody's favorite Democrat propagandist reported today that, yes, British and other European intelligence agencies intercepted communications between associates of Donald Trump and Russian officials and other Russian individuals during the campaign and passed on those communications to their U.S. counterparts. Hmm. Now, call me kooky, call me wacky, but I think uh, Judge Andrew Napolitano said three intelligence sources have informed Fox News that President Obama went outside the chain of command by on Trump. He didn't use the NSA. He didn't use the CIA. He used GCHQ. Now, if you remember, Napolitano made that claim. And then Sean Spicer made the claim during a press conference. And the media lit him up. They lit him up. 
you're full of crap, you're a liar. Even British officials, even British officials were upset. They're like, oh, we never did anything like that. That's all a lie. Lies. All lies. And then Fox News took Napolitano off the air. I don't know if they suspended him. But they took him off the air. They're like, uh, I can't believe you just said that. Oh, my God. All these people are saying you're full of crap. You're a liar. <laughs> and then, all of a sudden, <laughs> British and other European intelligence <laughs> intercepted. That, they love to use that word, intercepted. They're wiretapping. Okay. They had all these people under surveillance. The communications captured during routine surveillance of Russian officials and other Russians known to Western intelligence. British and European intelligence agencies, including the GCHQ. That's exactly what Napolitano said. That's exactly what he said. That's exactly what he said. Ain't that a ball kicker? That's like when you get kicked in the nuts. That's exactly what Platano said. And here's CNN two weeks later going, oh, um, yes, uh, uh, communications were captured uh, by uh, Russian officials blah, 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 and uh, uh, GCHQ. That's what Fox News said. And swabs, sweat hogs, like Glenn Trust and April Ryan sat there in that White House briefing room and said, you lied. You lied. Why are you lying? Late night TV, Seth Myers, Stephen Colbert, why, why, why? Obviously, it wasn't a lie. <laughs> Obviously, Napolitano was correct. That's why this has been dark today. It's all been dark. Why? Because they're getting their ducks in a row so they can come out tomorrow. That's, that's what the media's operandi is. Remember, Susan Rice, the story broke, and what happened? The media went dark for 24 hours. They were like, uh, we're just not going to cover it because the, 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 the Trump administration, uh, they, they created a... Uh, this is subterfuge. We're not going to play him. The... And then she goes out, talks to Andre Mitchell and goes, yeah, yeah, I unmasked. But the media already knew that. And so they had 24 hours to figure out their strategy. And then surveillance of Carter Page, a FISA warrant of Carter Page. Again, we heard reports Weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks ago 
There were FISA warrants. There were FISA warrants issued to surveil Trump and Trump associates. And the media said, you're lying. You're full of crap. Never happened. Blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, story comes out in Washington Post. Yeah, there was FISA warrants. But this time, the media conveniently had that jerk-off that refused to get off the American Airlines flight. So the cops had to grab him by his head and ram it into a seat and drag him off the plane. So they focused on that. Look over here. Look over here. So now what happens in the pattern of the media getting egg on their face? Napolitano was right. Fox News was right. And the Brits were surveilling Trump and the Trump campaign. And to be more exact and precise, the GCHQ. It's exactly what Napolitano said. I will say it again. I will say it again. Napolitano, and I'm quoting... Three intelligence sources have informed Fox News that President Obama went outside the chain of command to spy on Trump. He didn't use the NSA. He didn't use the CIA. He used GCHQ. That's what Napolitano said, and that's what Sean Spicer said. And he was called a liar. And what's the CNN story say? The communications were captured during routine surveillance of Russian officials and other Russians known to Western intelligence. British and European intelligence agencies, including the GCAQ, the British intelligence agency responsible for communication surveillance, were not provocatively targeting members of the Trump team, but rather picked up these communications during what's known as incidental collection. That's how they... They, they, they maneuver. Oh, it's incidental. It's incidental. Well, somehow this incidental communication that wasn't supposed to be leaked somehow was leaked to people that leaked it to Judge Napolitano, who then went on Fox News and said, hey, these guys are spying on Trump. And remember what I said Last week, week before, two weeks before that, three weeks before that, five weeks before that. If there were smoking guns, they would have already come out. If there were knives full of blood, they would have already come out. If there was evidence that could get Donald Trump not only impeached, but thrown in prison, it would have already come out. There's nothing there. There's absolutely nothing there. Nothing. I remember how much hatred Obama has for Trump. Outline this for you. Some of our hardcore listeners. Well, remember, if it wasn't for Trump, 
in Obama's mind, they would already be making his face, his bust, for Mount Rushmore. The blemish, the blemish, as far as Obama's concerned, that's on his record is because of Trump. And that blemish is birth certificate, born in Kenya, a Muslim, a Manchurian candidate. Because before Trump, it was just Alex Jones type of conspiracy crap. Stuff that was on the deep, dark places of the web. Stuff that nobody, nobody knew of. Not even low-information voters knew of. You had to be just one of those coast-to-coast listeners, those George Norrie, I believe in alien people. But when Trump brought up the whole birther thing, that made it mainstream. When the guy at Celebrity Prentice brought up the birther thing, it made it mainstream. Because of Trump, in Obama's mind, he put that blush on Brock's legacy. No matter what he did, no matter what he said, you're always going to have 20, 30, or 40% of the people that go, he's a Muslim, he wasn't born in the United States, he's an Arab, he's a Manchurian candidate. And we all know, after eight years of Obama, Obama, meaning knowing about Obama, he's not a a, a typical um, weak politician. He's weak as far as president, but being a dirty player, you know, be, being someone that's just dirty, you know, hanging out with Bill Ayers, just just somebody that's just, you know, does what he's got to do to win. Does what he's got to do to win. Does what he's got to do to keep power. Once he has that power, he doesn't know what to do with it. Can't govern, can't lead, can't do an effing thing. But get that power, he can do it. I mean, he ran a brilliant campaign in 2012. Republicans hate women. Republicans hate women. Republicans despise women. Right now in this country, women are being brutalized. They're being butchered. They're working longer hours for less money. I mean, masterful. Masterful. So Obama's always hated Trump. And then the cherry on top is the fact that Trump beat Hillary, which is nothing more than Obama's third term. So when you put all that together, all of the surveillance, all of the stuff coming out, 
was a hundred percent from Obama. Enough with this Obama being president and not knowing what's going on all around him. Fast and Furious, Obama know about it. IRS, Obama didn't know about it. Benghazi, Obama didn't know about it. Fact that healthcare would be such a disaster, Obamacare would be a disaster, Obama didn't know about it. Obama don't know about nothing. Anything bad, Obama don't know. Obama don't know. So all of this surveillance, Obama don't know. Somehow he's just playing basketball, hanging out with Richard Branson, having some beers with George Clooney, singing with Bono. He had no idea what was going on. He had no idea that all the surveillance was going on. He had no idea. The only people that knew were the Justice Department, Loretta Lynch, Eric Holder. Actually, Eric Holder would have been gone by then. You know what? Who the hell knows how uh, intricate as far as Eric Holder was still part of the administration, even when he wasn't part of the administration. I mean, we know that Eric Holder said Obama's ready to come out now. He's ready to fight. He's ready. So, you know, yeah. A holder stepped away for that last year, but how far did he step away? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. And the best part is the GCHQ issued a statement. They actually came out and said, remember, everybody piled on Spicer. Everybody piled on Napolitano. Liars, liars, liars. You have no evidence, liars. And the GCHQ even said, recent allegations made by media commentator Judge Andrew Napolitano about GCHQ being asked to conduct wiretapping against the then-president-elect are nonsense. They are utterly ridiculous. It should be ignored. And remember what I said during that Comey charade, that circus. In the world of politics and in the world of media, they play the game and somehow they get away with it that if you say, hey, uh, there were five people there. There was only four people. It doesn't matter that there were four people there. The fact that you said five makes your statement false, wrong, and makes you a lying piece of crap. Even though you're off by one. So during that Comey charade, Comey kept referencing the Trump tweet. He kept saying, in reference to the tweet, in reference to the tweet, because as long as Trump said, Obama tapped my wires, as long as Trump said that, 
the media could say President Obama tapped Trump's wires. As long as they could put out there Obama putting on black gloves on a, uh, a ski mask, sneaking over to Trump Tower, taking little bugs, sticking them in the light sockets, and sneaking out. As long as that's what they could reference, because they're saying, well, Obama didn't do that. As long as they frame it like that, they're all good. It's the same reason why you heard GCHQ say, Andrew Napolitano saying, wiretapping in parentheses against the president-elect is nonsense. They're able to say, never wiretap Trump, they'll say that. Because they didn't wire at Trump. They intercepted communications between associates of Trump and Russian officials. That's different. That's different. See how that works? In everyday life, that wouldn't work. If your wife or your girlfriend said, you F that girl, you f her, and you went, honey, I didn't F her. I didn't F her. You're a liar. You're an effing liar. She goes, okay, all right. And then like a month later, she finds out, she gave you a hand job. Yeah. Well, well, I didn't F her. I didn't F her. Yeah, she gave me a hand job, but you asked if I F'd her. I didn't F her. She only gave me a hand job. It's kind of like the media. Bill Clinton. I never had sexual relations with that girl. Well, she blew you. Well, that's not the same. Oh, Jesus Christ. So in the media, Hollywood, Democrats world, saying the GCHQ wiretap Trump is lying. They didn't wiretap Trump. They only wiretapped Trump associates who were accidentally caught on tape when they were talking to Russian officials and so forth and so See how that works? See how that works? Yeah, I mean, again, doesn't work in any other aspect of our lives. Doesn't work in any other aspect of our lives. If your girl says, I heard you effed that girl, it doesn't matter if you didn't eff her and she only gave you a hand job or, 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 or 
you 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 know you had you you had light petting. You made out. The end of the day, effing hand jobs, light petting. It's all the same. And you're not going to get away with saying to your girlfriend, she just jerked me off. Oh, okay, that's all right. It's not how it works. So when Andrew Napolitano on Fox News goes, uh, the GCHQ were surveilling Trump, and the GCHQ says, no, we weren't. We were absolutely not. That, that's ludicrous. That's preposterous. And we find out that the GCHQ was surveilling Trump associates. But it was accidental. Come on, man. You guys stop. Just stop. So we'll see where this spin takes us all are the media will have worked for the entire night figuring out how to spin that story because they had nothing today. I mean, they had the mother of all bombs. They had the mother of all bombs they could play with, but that's not going to last until tomorrow. They they need something more. Talk about the British intelligence spying on Trump. And it'll be interesting to watch that spin. All right, it's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari Show. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're going to talk about Stephen A. Smith and this weird world that Obama created. So don't go away. Okay? Don't go away. Since we're talking about what it But I want to say one thing to the American people. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I never told anybody to lie, not a single time, never. These allegations are false. And I need to go back to work for the American people. Thank you. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.